hi there. It's Ajani again, and um, we're now continuing with the second part of our Wi-Fi um, design, Wi-Fi overview um, session with these podcasts. Um, last week we covered part one, which looked at the uh, just an overview of Wi-Fi and looking at the context. Some of the things that we uh, discovered last week was the explosive growth in mobile connected devices, something like 6 billion devices, according to Gartner, connected globally. Um, and the fact that mobile had now overtaken um, fixed or wide devices in terms of the, the, the number of devices that are actually uh, surfing the, um, the internet. So more, more mobile devices are actually surfing the web um, than uh, fixed devices. We also spoke about the need for good Wi-Fi. Uh, both for corporate and for guest, uh, and the only thing that's that's worse than no Wi-Fi is bad Wi-Fi. Uh, we looked at also what the requirement would be for Wi-Fi. Would it be for data? Would it be for voice or, or location tracking or a combination of the three? Um, and we touched on the the kind of considerations such as the the locations within a building environment that that need to be uh, covered. Um, and also things like the services, what type of services were, were to be offered, the speeds uh, per user and the type of devices that would be connected. So continuing now with, with a little bit more planning and, and looking at the design and surveying elements, this week we're really just going to uh, start off with the scope. So one of the things that we have to define is the, is the scope of the Wi-Fi services. What is it that we aim to deliver? It's important to define um, the type of service, to define the, the, the type of coverage, to define the standards, um, and to defi define some performance targets. And if this is communicated to the users, then it sets their expectations. Um, so once this scope is defined, um, the, the next thing is to uh, look at uh, conducting some sort of a survey. Now, there are a couple of types of surveys. Uh, one is what we call a remote survey or a virtual survey. And this is where we use uh, Wi-Fi uh, survey software to basically um, conduct an assessment of the um, type of coverage that could be provided provided in the in the site, in the building, or in the in the area, whether that be a campus or outdoor coverage that would be required. So this uses software such as Air Magnet or Echohow, two two of the most popular ones. And more more established um, soft, software planning surveys for Wi-Fi that are out there on the market. In order to to conduct a virtual survey, however, you actually need site plans, and ideally scaled um, site plans. Um, this 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 is essential in terms of uh, measuring the signal propagation and signal attenuation um, in in on 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 a site. You also need to have an idea of the type of obstacles. So if you have a, a plan of a site or a plan of a building, you need to, to have an idea of the walls, the type of walls, um, the whether they're kind of um, brick walls, whether it's concrete, whether it's glass, etc. All of these factors will um, affect the, the signal attenuation um, in that planning process. So what you typically do, um, you get a uh, floor plan and you import it into into the um, surveying software, uh, you'd scale the plan and then you'd uh, basically identify the obstacles, as many obstacles as possible, 
on the plan. Uh, it's worth investing the time because uh, the more detailed the, the, the plan and the more detailed you, the input of these obstacles, the more accurate the, um, the virtual survey will be. Um, so once, once the plan um, is, is basically uh, amended, the next stage is really to uh, to actually generate um, a plan in terms of AP location and AP coverage. Uh, and with the software that's available, this can be done manually or it can be done uh, automatically via wizard. Generally speaking, you'd probably want to do a wizard uh, and do it automatically, but then do some manual adjustments uh, because in terms of practical considerations, you may want to relocate some of the APs uh, from the positions that are, are have been identified in the in the wizard, um, some things to avoid as well, or some some considerations as well in terms of AP locations, is um, is where the APs are in relation to walls and outside walls and corridors, etc. Um, so another a, a case in point is if you're providing Wi-Fi coverage in a student uh, student dorm or student accommodation. Generally, the APs are are sort of uh, located in the corridors, um, but this is this is a little bit counterintuitive in relation to how the the Wi-Fi um, uh, management software works. Because uh, part of the part part of the sort of um, Wi-Fi standard is to provide scanning of the airways, and what will happen is if you place um, a load of APs in the corridors. Um, they would generally reduce the power levels, which would then um, have an impact on the coverage in, in the actual rooms where you're trying to provide the coverage. So it's good to stagger the, the APs, have some in the corridors, have some inside um, inside rooms, etc. Uh, also, if, it's, if, if you're planning for location, so if you want to do location tracking, um, the APs need to be oriented in a, in a kind of a triangular type of orientation so that you can provide um, fairly good accuracy uh, of the location. Uh, also, um, in terms of uh, where the APs are placed, um, it's important to check for redundancy. So if you lose an AP, what would the impact be um, on, on coverage in that area where that AP was, was, was basically the primary provider of Wi-Fi? So you want to have an element of um, signal overlap. Um, so if an AP drops out, other APs may be able to raise their power to provide um, coverage, temporarily provide coverage in, in the area um, where the lost AP would have provided coverage. Um, so let's move on to the, the on-site survey. So with the on-site survey, what you're trying to do there is, as opposed to the virtual survey, which is more about predictive coverage, you're actually trying to establish the actual coverage on site. Um, and so you, 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 you basically be conducting a real simulation by um, placing APs in particular locations. Um, and, then, and then with the, uh, with the plan of the building or of the site imported into the planning software on your laptop, with a Wi-Fi adapter, you'll actually be going around and, and measuring the signal um, strength um, at, at various locations 
The other benefit of an, of an on-site survey as well is that you can actually do what we call a passive survey. So you can actually take uh, measurements of, of the existing Wi-Fi in the, um, in the environment, some which may be owned by, by the, the, the business ourselves who, who want a new Wi-Fi, or, or by um, third parties which are, which are considered to be rogue access points which could interfere with your your system so with our on-site survey so we will have a laptop we'll have um, APs we'll have some backup ba uh, some batteries as well so we'll, we'll power the APs via um, a battery backup backpack um, there'll be some extender poles as well because it's good to actually adjust the height and the orientation of the access point to simulate the the ultimate um, uh, position of the AP. It will also be good to have some um, antenna, some external antenna as well, depending on the type of um, type of coverage, the type of access points and the the type of sort of signal propagation that you you, you, you may be providing. So an example of that is if you're in an office environment, you probably probably be fine with um, omnidirectional um, antennas that provide coverage in all directions, equal coverage in all directions. Whereas if you're in a warehouse environment and you're restricted to having access points on the perimeter of the warehouse, you may want um, directional antenna or sector antenna that project the signal into the, the middle of the warehouse um, uh, with minimum signal radiation outside the walls, um, which which obviously is, is not coverage that you want to, to have. And um, you, you probably wouldn't be good to have your signal bleeding out um, in that way. Some other things as well, I mean, we're talking about a basic on-site survey, there's much more detail to doing a, a site survey, but we're just covering a basic one. But a couple of other useful things to consider is you may want to have um, a harness to actually carry the AP around and to free, free your hands. Um, it's, good. It's, it's a good uh, health and safety measure to, to have a harness. So you would, uh, you basically place the AP in a location, you go around and you take measurements uh, in a perimeter around the access point, um, and then, and then you, you place the AP in the next position. Typically you'd place it sort of um, towards the, the boundary of this sort of acceptable signal coverage of the first AP. Um, so you place the, the second position that you place the AP probably around sort of the next minus 67 dB type um, perimeter uh, and then you place the AP in that location go around and take some more measurements and gradually you progress through the building with the AP in uh, a number of different locations. So having done this for uh, for the, the site on, on every floor it's not always necessary to actually survey every floor if, if you've got floors which have a identical layout then you can basically extrapolate the signal readings from one floor to the next but if the layouts are different then it's it's important to to survey every every location possible so having done the survey you would then have uh, a number of things so we you've got a scope of the type of coverage that you want to provide um, you've got um, the coverage information, heat maps from either virtual surveys or physical on-site surveys. 
you can also generate things like um, inter inter interference profiles and uh, establish what kind of pro-channel interference you would experience. Um, and you've got the actual positions, uh, proposed positions of the um, access points. So you've got the basis now to actually put a design together, which would give the number of APs, it would give you the cabling requirements, it would give you the location of the APs, um, and it would identify what kind of network connectivity uh, you require, um, and also it would identify the type of services that would be required um, to, to support this, this kind of Wi-Fi design or deployment. So essentially, you've got all the components there to put a design together, which would then uh, provide the basis to move on to the next stage, really, which is about um, uh, undertaking some more the risk-free implementation of, of the Wi-Fi. So that's it, really, for part two. Um, hope, hope you find that, use, find that useful. Um, so the next podcast, we're going to cover part three of this four-part series, which, is, which will look at... Um, risk-free implementation of Wi-Fi services. Thank you very much.